right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is Mr. Coker. David, if you by my first name, if you want to call me that. But anyway, uh, I am here, marketing specialist, media specialist, uh, all-around good guy, um, event planner, and partner to Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Hey, Dave. Everything is good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide. DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist, all-around good guy. How's it going, Mr. Coker, as you uh, said? Yeah, that's right. Mr. Coker is doing well. I can't complain. I won't complain, as they say. Um, you know, we hot, we live. That's what I'm going to say. We hot, we live, man. Okay. So, you know, um, you know, it's, a, it's another wonderful day in the neighborhood, you know, as Mr. Rogers used to say back in the day. Um, I know not who that is. I'm, I'm <laughs> too young. I'm, I am too young. For you know Mr. not Rogers. who that is. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. You can say you don't know who Mr. Rogers is, but I know you know Mr. Rogers, man. Yeah. So, um, but it's Tuesday, you know, here we are doing our thing. Uh, oh, let's get, you know, it's funny, we just played our intro, and you heard the guy speaking in the background. For those of you who don't know, that's Mr. Tim Baird, also known as T- DJ Tim Dog. Yo, the countdown's real, brother. <laughs> the countdown's real, you know. <laughs> He's he about to take the big leap, y'all. So, you know, and, and, and um, well, two more weekends, um, he'll be he'll be getting married. So I um, want to say early congratulations to him. We will be, me and Lynn will be in the house to cheer him on, make sure he goes through with it. We'll even if we have to tie him down. Well, Dave, let me ask this real quick. What piece of marriage advice would you give to DJ Tim Dog? Or, and in fact, we, we, we won't focus on Tim Dog because he's already on a lot of pressure. But what, what advice would uh, you give to someone tying the knot and, you know, if they were getting married in the next 30 days? I would probably say, you know, reduce your social media presence if you're a big social media person. Because I have been seeing stories upon stories about how social media is breaking up a lot of couples. And just the fact that you have the... um technology that we have in place and now we got ai that's basically about to become the next big thing in in technology and so forth we need to make sure that we um take time to communicate with each other talk to each other and make sure that we are on the same page as much as we can be of course nothing's perfect um relationships aren't perfect But as long as you get some type of understanding that when something goes wrong or awry, that you're working together to try to fix it. Okay, uh, Dave uh, Ayanla Coker. (laughs) 
and that's truly how I feel about it. I mean, you know, you, you know, the world is, uh, the world's kind of a crazy place right now. You know, you and I yeah, talk about it all crazy. every week. It's a crazy place. And, it, and there's so many distractions, I mean, so many things that could take you out, you know, mentally and physically. So you got to just prepare yourself for it. Do you have, do you have an answer to the same question? Yeah, you know, actually I do. And, and mine is similar but different. Um, mine also pertaining to social media is don't focus on what you see the next couple doing. And I, I say it because, you know, I always like to say um, social media is somebody's highlight reel. So, of course, people are going to put all the good things or per- portray that their relationship is all the good things when that's not necessarily true. So, you know, don't don't try to keep up with the Joneses on social media when the Joneses are going home at night and uh, sleeping in separate beds, fighting, you know, whatever, whatever. That's true. That That is true. Because, uh, you know, how many uh, over the last, you know, we've been doing this almost two years, and we've seen some very high-profile couples, especially people who have been giving advice you know, and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Break up, break up. You know, and it turns out that their life was not what they were telling people, um, well, showing people that it was, and then giving advice to people on how things should be in their in those people's marriages and, and relationships. And you couldn't even keep your house together. You know, right? Exactly. So, um, so yes, um, um, so. Tim, you know, and, and Ronnie and, uh, you know, known Tim, Tim a long time and known Ronnie, actually knew Ronnie a long time as well. I've known her. Uh, I, I used to um, work with Ronnie at one time. So um, I think they're, you know, I think they found the perfect person for each other, if you feel me. Uh, they've seen, you know, and I've never seen uh, uh, Tim so happy. You know, so I'm sure that this is going to be a great move for both of them. So, and we will be there to witness it, and uh, we will make sure that he goes through with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, but uh, once again, Tim, congratulations. Yeah, uh, Tim, congratulations. Uh, Can't wait to be yeah. there. Look, look, I, I even uh, sent him yesterday. I went online. And, and and put together one of those counters, <laughs> you oh, know. Really? So the, the countdown, so it's counting down. It's it's counting down as we speak. You know, mm-hmm. I have it on my phone too. And I said to them, I said, okay, just pay attention to this every day. <laughs> you know, so so uh, so yeah. He, he started laughing. He said, oh man. He said, this is crazy. He said, I'm actually literally watching my life go before my eyes right now. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, all right. So here we are another Tuesday night. I guess, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and get into our stories then, huh? All right. Sounds good, Dave. All right. Okay. Um, the first story that I wanted to talk about, and the only reason I brought this up and I, you know, we touched on this before by the way. Um, But I wanted to bring it up about um, 
something that's a real problem. I've, I've been talking to a friend of mine who has been dealing with some um, issues as far as her health is concerned. And she lives, uh, she lives down, um, you know, uh, down south, I'm going to say. And um, she has found that the health care for black women in the south is horrible and that it is done by design and that they don't seem to give the same treatment for black women that they give for white women there in the south and you can almost tell by the attitude and by the grade of the doctors that you get and especially if you have things like you know serious conditions that you can say like cancer or you know well even with the uh covid you know even with covid care you wasn't getting the best care um if you have fibroids and stuff like this you know it's it's really tough finding a a good doctor and especially someone that knows what they're doing so i had a conversation with this person um the other day and you know she was talking about all that she was going through with her care and it just made me do some research about what she was telling me and she you know so i found this article it says black women and the struggles of health care access and it starts out by saying pursuing a career in healthcare or getting access to services can be extremely difficult because especially for black women some struggles for black women seeking care include the lack of financial resources, provider shortages, and even fewer black healthcare professionals. Another uh, frequent problem um, is more than um, than 20% of the black women experience infertility complications and less than 15% of them seek medical attention to address the issues. 25% of the black women between the ages of 18 and 30 have fibroids, and after 55, that number increases to 60%. Um, talks about, um, and this goes, this goes from the South, you know, up, because this person uh, lived in Philadelphia and wrote the story, and they said um, that they would notice the disparities um evidence you could see that there was a higher pre uh, prevalence of chronic conditions amongst people that look like her and um as opposed to people that didn't look like her uh that some say the mistrust in the healthcare comes from the lack of representation in their race but dr livingston feels that it is the answer to improving healthcare in the black community. Now, I, I don't know if you remember, we talked about how women feel more comfortable going to doctors that look like them. Right. Definitely. You know? and, and and most of and even men feel a little more comfortable. But then we also know that if it's a doctor, a foreign doctor that comes in, you feel safer for some reason. If or like an oriental doc somebody 
that's Oriental or somebody that's um, Indian comes in the mm-hmm. room versus, you know, if it was right. a black doctor that came in the room. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, because you know that suppose, well, I can't say 100% sure, but you kind of get the sense that they take their craft a lot more seriously, you know, because of the type of uh, education that they seek. Yeah, um, you know, I, I definitely think, um, you know, and to be honest, I think black people uh, typecast too. So, you know, I think when we see white doctors, you know, most of us are thinking that <clears throat> they don't care about black people. And I, I will agree. I've, I've heard a lot of people think that um, Asian or Indian doctors have some type of leg up. But, you know, at the end of the day, the statistics have shown that, um, you know, people who have black doctors overall do far better. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can see that. I can see that. Um it's interesting because they said right now, uh, out of the poll, you know, the the information they checked into, they said only five point six percent of the doctors are black women. Five point six percent. Yeah, that's a, that's a low percentage. Very low. Um, yeah, they said in 2019, black women represented 3.2 percent of the medical students. So healthcare um, inequity um, will remain an issue in black communities for now. So back in, what's that, three years ago, four years ago, uh, 3.2%. So, you know, and, and I think, you know, now I've, I've seen stories and stuff um, that says that when you're a medical student and you go into the medical field, as, you know, go into a medical school or whatever the case may be, that they, I've, I've saw stories that they tend to be harder on um, the black doctor as opposed to everyone else. And that they feel that they're not being judged, you know, uh, judged the way that most other doctors would be, I'm going to say, you know. Um it's almost like, uh, you know, the same thing with law students. You know, right. if, if you're Black in a room, if you're, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, if you're in a room and I, you ever, and I, I, I hate to bring this up, but do you ever, you ever uh, have to go to traffic court? Uh, no. You never had to go to traffic court? No. You never gotten a ticket and had to go to court for it? No, because I'm a, I'm a, stop it. I'm, I'm a safe, responsible driver, and I, I, I don't, don't break don't the wanna, rules. You don't want to, you don't want to admit it. That's all. Anyway, well, I've done it. Okay, and it's always interesting, like, because if it's a ticket that you know, you know, they when you, especially in Wilmington, you got to go in, you go in the courtroom, and you know they schedule everybody at the same time, so everybody and their mothers in the room. You know, it's the it's the craziest thing because if you're trying to be incognito, uh, well, I can't say the other one, incognito, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you know you don't want to really see anybody you know, you know, so right. And then they have the lawyers come in, and there's white lawyers, and there's usually uh, you know you have the public and most of my public defenders um you say to yourself give me one of the white people 
<laughs> you know, that's what you be thinking. <laughs> you know, and it's so wrong, you know, but that's what you think, you know, because you feel that they're going to take more time with you. But then if you pay attention, if you really pay attention, they're the ones who, who don't, who seem to most be more disinterested in you and what's going on. The black ones tend to be more interested in what your plight is. Right. If you pay attention. So yeah, okay. It's the same so now, way that people look at doctors. I was gonna say now you go say I, I I have had to go to traffic court in Philadelphia, and I know exactly what you mean because they called me up in front of everybody, and you know like <laughs> they, they, they um so I think mine was mine was really something basic like make, making a right turn on red, and yeah, they brought yeah. me up in front of everybody. And, you know, I think that was my lucky day because the two, I guess, public defenders or the two, I mean, I, I don't know what they were. They were both black young men. And when I got up there, they're like, did you do this? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, and it was honest, like, I, I just didn't realize. And they're like, okay, well, don't worry about it. You can go. And I said, I can't. They're like, yep. I said, okay. And I left. So, but, oh, wow. okay. yeah, but. And, and they, you know, I, I think it's hard because sometimes you want black people to hook you up, and then other times you see how black people act, and you're like, you know what? Where, uh, where, where where's that little old white lady at, or that little old white man? Because, because you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, it's funny when you, when you look at it because you know, you can you can look at doctors, you can look at lawyers. And even judges. I mean, judges is a whole nother story, you oh, know, yeah. because you don't know. <laughs> you stand yeah. in front of that judge, and you don't know what's going to. The funniest thing that ever happened to me in a courtroom was I'm sitting there, and this guy gets called up to, um, you know, uh, just called him up. And I'll never forget this judge, uh, the Judge Frankowski. And anybody from Wilmington knows this guy because he was notorious. Uh, he was he was well-known, white older judge. And he was ruthless. I mean, this guy was ruthless. So uh, this young boy had to go up, and he's talking about it. And he gets caught. You know, he had gotten caught with some drugs, driving drugs, and a suspended license and all this stuff, right? And uh, so, and he was driving a Benz when he got stopped. And this guy had to be about 20-something years old. So the judge is talking to him. He said, you know, now keep it by you know, everybody listening to this, right? Judge, judge says to him, he said, some, uh, I'll say his name is Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson, so I see when you got stopped, you know, you had this in your car, you driving, you know, he said, oh, he said, you were driving a Benz? He said, okay. <laughs> he said, he said, um, he said, what do you do for a living? He said, well, your honor, he said, I cut hair. And the judges looked, and he looked at the bailiff as to say, did he just say he cut hair? Right. <laughs> you know, right? And so he said, oh, he said, I guess your business must be doing pretty good. He said, the, the, the guy said, yeah. He said, I do all right. He said, well, who do you cut hair for? He said, uh, Michael and his brothers? <laughs> You know, like about Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about Michael Jackson. You know, and everybody just fell out laughing. Right? He said, he said, well, 
I hope you got some hair money with you today because you're going to pay, <laughs> you know. So he said, he, and, he, and the judge said right away, $1,500 fine. Damn. And, uh, and um, <laughs> you know, and then he had to pay the he had to pay court costs and everything. I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, but that was the type of guy he was. But this is what we're talking about when you look at And, yeah, I guess we all kind of stereotype things when it comes to the professionals that we have to deal with. We just talked about three different professionals. We talked about doctors. We talked about lawyers. And we talked about judges. We all look at them differently when we see what color they are. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, uh what was that old thing that we used to say when we were kids? Doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. You know, remember that? I'm, no, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that old. Folks, I try, I try. I don't know. Well, well they, 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 we're, 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 we're two different generations. Stop yeah, trying to force. We are. Stop, I know. Stop, I know. stop trying to force your generation you, on me. Stop you, trying to force your generation. You always try to tell me you got an old soul at times, though. But then. <laughs> But then you go back to the young stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, there's 20 years, there's 20 years between us. That That is true. There's yeah. 20 years between us. So, but, you know, you you always try to act like you know stuff. You know, and I, I always try to give you the opportunity to know some things, but I guess I'm wrong about that. So anyway, so, but I, I, I hope that we get a better handle and it'd be nice to get some students get more black doctors period i'm I'm going to say women and 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 men because how many times do you walk into a situation into a hospital and you don't find a black doctor in the room right you know and and i was going to say that a lot of people who always move to different cities and they have problems finding black doctors or they'll find they'll find a black doctor but unfortunately they can't take any more patients so well, black, okay. Black doctors you have, are definitely needed. You have um, you have the National Black Guy page. Do you have a lot of black doctors listed on that page? I do. So I I feel like we have a lot, but when I think about how many we have compared to how many there are, I mean it, it's minuscule. Okay. All right. And do you find that most of the doctors that you have on that page are they medical doctors or are they of other type um, practices? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of them are medical doctors, you know, different, I guess, fields of medicine. Mm-hmm. But, you okay. know, I mean, it, it's it's almost like, let's say we have a thousand, you know, I mean, what, there there may be 50,000 black doctors, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's still a small overall number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're, they're, and shameless plug, plug here. Um, if you're ever looking for black doctors or black anything, um, you know, across the United States and how many countries are, I mean, are you in countries too? Um, yes and no. So we're in about, so we're probably more continents like Africa, England, you know, well, I guess England is a country, but yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Mr. Learning Young has a national black guy where you can, Shop black, you know what I mean. Well, you can go on and and find black uh, doctors, and lawyers, and everything that we talked about um, on this page. Um, National Black Guy, uh, well, on his app, um, and you'll be able to 
that's a shame. I got to plug it for him because he just he doesn't plug it itself. Um, but um, where you can get this kind of information for, and you know, we're talking about black doctors. You can actually go on there and search and find out, you know, about that. And actually, I'm going to tell my friend to look in her area, maybe to get on your app and look in her area and see what she can find. Okay, yeah, please. I, I was gonna say on the flip side of that, if you um, if you are a black doctor or you know some black doctors or any black business owner, advise them to go ahead and get listed on the app too. It's free, and they can just go to nationalblackguide.com to sign up. Okay, all right. Have you noticed that guys that you never heard him talk about this before in almost two years? No, okay. we, we, no, right. we, Dave, Dave, we, we talked about because you, you brought it up that I never talked about about six months ago. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Okay. But anyway, this guy is, he has a lot of resources, people. So, yeah, for those that are looking for black professionals, this is definitely a place to go and check them out. Okay. All right. Speaking of black professionals, uh, our next story. It's going to be interesting about a young black professional. Yes, Dave. So um, we have a future black professional. There's an 11 year old girl who has an high an IQ higher than Einstein, and she's currently earning her master's degree. Can you imagine that earning your master's degree, Dave? What? I know they're getting younger and they're getting younger and younger, Leonard. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Dave, what what were you doing at 11 years old? I was uh, I was trying to find the master block that finished off the building blocks <laughs> that I was using. <laughs> you know, so right. I wasn't doing this. I can tell you that right. now. Barely passing, uh, what, 11 years old? I think you're in the fifth grade. I was mm. barely passing at that time. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, an 11-year-old, now, now actually 12-year-old, named Adhara Perez Sanchez. She's a brown-skinned girl from... Uh, Mexico City, and she is making headlines because her IQ is higher than that of Albert Einstein. So she is um, actually of African and Mexican descent. She scored an IQ of 162. Dave, have you ever taken an IQ test? Years ago. Years okay. ago. Uh, I'm assuming I'm scared, you're to, not a I'm scared to take it. Um, no, I wasn't a genius. So I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. No, All no right. I didn't. I didn't get genius scores because yeah, you got to score over one fifty to get that, right? Something like that. So I'm not sure. I've never taken the IQ test, so I'm not even. I'm not even aware. But she scored 162, and she has already received her bachelor's degree at 11 in systems engineering from a CNCI University. And she is currently studying the master's program of mathematics at the Technological University of Mexico. Um, her dream is to be an a- uh, astronaut for NASA. And, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely seems like she's almost there. Um, she is also a role model for young people around the world. Um, no surprise, she, she has received numerous awards and accolades. And she has been invited to speak across Mexico and America and other international countries. So um, this right here is a true success story because I can't, I can't even, I don't even know what I was doing at 11. But as you said, um, passing 
fifth grade was a, a top priority for my my parents, but it was not a top priority for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I I just wanted to highlight her because she definitely on her way. Even if by chance she doesn't work for NASA, um, you know, she definitely has uh, you know some big things coming in her future. So, with with all this being said about her, now did she already finish grade school and 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 high school to be able to do, or is this an online um, degree program that she's in, or? So it doesn't say whether it's in line or in person, but I am positive that she finished. Um, okay, so it looks like she finished high school when she was eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So so they get this. It's not over. So after high school, she completed a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering in just two years. That degree normally takes four to five years. Oh wow! So does she have siblings? Did they say does she have siblings? Or um, it does not say whether she has siblings or not. Hmm. I see here it says that um, here story has sparked a conversation about the best way to educate gifted children. Some argue that acceleration in school is the best option, while others believe that children like adherents should be allowed to develop at their own pace. That's always going to be a debate right there. Yeah, um, definitely. Because depending on how, how much is, that child is being pushed to do what she's, been, what she's doing, because, of course, as we know, there's all types of evidence and all types of studies that these kids that are gifted that get pushed at an early age to to achieve um, the highest of the highest of goals at a young age, normally don't make out too well in their adult lives. You know, they uh, mm-hmm. tend to falter, and a lot of them end up, you know, fall uh, falling to the whole pressure of everything. You know, right, right. Um, or they, they they turn into like a Mark Zuckerberg and you know they they go crazy. Yeah, with technology. yeah. Well, uh, you know when you look at when you look at a lot of stuff. I mean, the guy that owned the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Jerry Bush, Bus. You know they used to call him Doctor Jerry Bus, and people thought they just called him that as a moniker type thing because you know he was he used to act like he was the man and whatever you know some people will call people doctors you know when they're the man but it turned out this guy was uh was a physicist and and had a a a degree as you know he was a rocket scientist matter of fact you know this guy was unbelievable they said he was one of the smartest people you ever meet but you would have never known that just looking at him and talking to him but you know but he you know he he graduated from it. I think it was MIT or something like that. I mean, some 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 crazy technology program. I think it was. So, you know, you never know with with these type of people. But um, that's awesome. So, what do you do for an encore when you're that age? 
I, I don't know. You get a job at NASA at, at, at 13? <laughs> right, right, basically. <laughs> yeah, and uh, be the first one to go up and one of the, uh, design one of the rocket ships. Well, when yeah. you look at the uh, young ladies that hidden figures were based off of, all those women were smart, and they all had, you know, you figured, you know, they all had that similar kind of background. They were, you know, good with numbers and all of that kind of stuff, so. I'm sure she she's a beast, you know. I'm sure she is. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we'll we'll try to keep track and see how uh, how she does, and and Lord forbid, we'll, we'll see what ha- what she does when she's thirteen. You know, she she may be. A, she may be uh, you a know, doctor. I would love I would love to have a conversation with her, just to hear to hear what she has to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna try to reach out to her and see if we can get her. Okay. All right, well, Dave, make, uh, right. make sure you bring your dictionary when you speak to her, because she may be using some big words. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to tell her if we get her on, we say, now, you can only use words that have up to two syllables. And, right. um, you know, if you say anything that has, like, five, we're done. We're we're out. You know, we're not going to be able to have this conversation, okay? <laughs> so, all right. Well, congratulations to Miss Adhira doing things way big okay speaking of doing some big things um i wanted to have i i guess i guess this is more going to be a little a uh, rant uh venting uh, moment for me um you know the we just uh we got the nba playoffs going on right now and um we have a local team in the area for those that are listening in other parts of the country. The Philadelphia 76ers, who happen to have the MVP, Mr. Mr. Uh, Joel Embiid, who was the MVP of the league this year. Um, they were in a second-round playoff against one of their rivals, and these two teams have a, a rich history of playing against each other over the years. Uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Sixers went up in the series three games to two in the best of seven um, series. Um, they had a chance to put the Celtics away on on Thursday, and they blew it, lost the game, and the series ended up tied uh, Sunday was the game seven and a lot of sports will tell you in the playoffs there's nothing like going to a game seven for a playoff game. Sixers come out, play a very decent first half. They're down by three points at halftime and then the Celtics come out after halftime and just Blew the Sixers away. Joel Embiid was horrible. His running mate, uh, um, James, I liked the club. Harden was uh, horrible. We knew his were going to roll because the Sixers got put out the playoffs again. This happens every year. And, you know, Philadelphia has been on a roll lately with the uh, Phillies going to the the championship game and the wings going to the championship game and the uh um the the eagles going to the championship game unfortunately nobody won 
And here they, they were waiting on the uh, 76ers to do something this year. 76ers lays the A. The, the stars get blamed, and B starts throwing his teammates under the bus while he was driving him, too, man. He just rolled over him a couple times with some of the stuff that he said about his teammates. It's not good. Today, the Sixers fired their coach. Glenn Doc Rivers was fired today because the team lost. And Rivers has a history of losing big games. I mean, he's one of the most winningest coaches ever, but he's had some of the best teams to coach. And for some reason, he just can't see. He's only one. He's won one championship with, ironically, with the Boston Celtics. But you know, every time he gets in these type situations where there's a game seven or something, he tends to choke a lot. Everybody knew that after the the uh, season was over that there was a chance there was going to be a lot of changes being made, including at coach. Well, today, two days after the season ended, the Sixers fired their coach. He's been with them for three seasons. Um, it's um, unfortunate, but we knew that something was going to happen, especially with that position. And, you know, um, matter of fact, just before we came on the air, they, there was a note that he sent out to the Philadelphia area thanking everybody for his, the time there. The 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 Sixers organization is, uh, you just have to scratch your head about because they had a chance to really do something big this year and it just didn't happen. I don't know what to say about the team. Um you know, I'm a fan um, from a distance. I mean, you know, anybody knows me knows I'm a Laker fan, but I'm also a Sixer fan. And and um, it's a shame that things came down to the way that they came down to. And then I heard, got wind of that they're thinking about as a replacement coach, a guy who used to play for the Sixers a couple of years ago who has no coach experience whatsoever, but they're thinking about making this guy, J.J. Reddick, the coach. This is what I'm hearing. That would be a big mistake, a big mistake. There are far better coaches who have been let go from their jobs already this season. That would be a better fit to bring in than J.J. Reddick. The Sixers organization has become known as a joke because of crazy stuff like this. So we need to make sure that you know, if they do something like that, that the people's voices are are um, the people's voices are heard in displeasure, because we you know we definitely deserve better than to have them be sold short like this. I um, just wanted to take a moment to just say. You know, after all the runs that, you know, we've been through, you and I have talked about it. We went, you know, the Eagles, that agonizing loss in the Super Bowl that we still right. can't get over. You know, the Phillies coming so close to winning the championship when nobody saw them coming. And just remember how crazy things were up there, you know, with all the excitement. To have a letdown like this is just not good. 
it's not good for morale of the city and, you know, especially surrounding areas because, you know, you know, we consider ourselves to be the Delaware Valley and we all take notice of all of this. Hopefully they do something, they get it right. And, you know, I talk to a lot of guys about basketball, football and all this stuff, you know, you know, it's kind of crazy because with the role that we've been on as far as the um, sports scene in the area, you know, we're now getting used to being on that winning level. And when we don't win, it's just not a good feeling. I mean, you know, the Super Bowl was back in what, February? Yep, February, beginning of February. It's still, you know, it's, you know, the other day I was well, uh, flicking through the channel. They had they had the Super Bowl. They had a replay of the Super Bowl on there. I couldn't even watch it, Leonard. I went right by it because I know I would just get pissed if I looked at it, you know, because it was just – it was so close. You scored 35 points in the Super Bowl, you're supposed to win. Right. You're not supposed to lose, you know, so. Um, um, so I'm just taking a moment. You know, Leonard ain't going to say too much because Leonard, you know, Leonard probably is invested as I am. But, I mean, it, but but if you had to say something, what would you say here as far as just the whole uh, landscape of what has gone on over the last six months in Philadelphia as far as sports are concerned? Um, well, you know, being a, uh, uh, a top athlete like I was in my <laughs> – in my high school okay. in, in my high school and college days. Yeah. You know, they uh-huh. you, you, you win some, you lose some. You know, I feel like the biggest thing is like even though you may be hooked on the Super Bowl loss, you know, I mean, next year is a brand new season and uh, you know, you just gotta, you know, start all over. As far as Doc Rivers being fired, um, you know, it, it's almost like a double edged sword because you know, getting to the playoffs is an accomplishment in itself until you're expected to get there. And then getting to the playoffs is not an accomplishment. It's a almost a, a darn near requirement. And, yeah. you know, Philadelphia has been good enough over the last years that a requirement for them is making the playoffs. I'm sorry, um, a minimal requirement is making the playoffs. So, you know, anything they I mean, tell me what you think. Anything less than a championship, Doc Rivers would have been fired anyway. I mean, what do what you think? Yep. Yeah, he would have had to get to the championship round in order to probably keep his job. Right. Um, and even that may not have secured his job, um, getting to the championship without winning it. You know, because if you get there, then you're expected to win it. Um, right. I mean, look, the Eagles won the Super Bowl back in – 2017. Within two Eight, years, their coach was fired. Well, yeah, technically. Yes. They won the Super Bowl. Was, I know you had to correct me. The Super Bowl was for the 2017 season, but of course it didn't get played until 2018, February 2018. But even then, two years later, their coach is gone. The Super Bowl mm-hmm. coach is gone. Um, one of the... Uh, <laughs> candidates that the the Sixers might look at as a replacement for Doc Rivers um, is a guy that won the championship in, in the NBA two years ago. I mean, 
one of the guys, another guy that is uh, somebody they might look at was the coach of the year last year. I mean, you know, and they both got fired, you know, from the job they had. So, so it is a uh, huh. So let let me ask you another question. This is this is the double edged sword. Their playoff loss is it the coach's fault or specific players' fault? You know, to be honest with you, it's a combination of both. Um, the unfortunately, the coaches always take the, the the sword because they always have to fall on the sword because it's easier to get rid of one person than it is to get to uh, get rid of a whole team. You know, so that's one thing. But the superstars, the two superstars, you know, you got one. Both guys are future Hall of Famers didn't play well when they needed to play well. Right. And so if the blame had to be placed on somebody, it had to be placed on them. And you can't, you know, you're the two, you're the two main guys. And look, look and beat at 15 points um, in the last game, Harden had nine. You know, you can't do that. You know, um, not in a closeout, what they call a closeout game, which is game seven. You cannot do that. Um, it's just like, you know, in any other sport, you know, um, with the Eagles losing that Super Bowl, even though the Eagles lost, Jalen Hurt was the best player on the field because he was he was a beast that game. He made one mistake, and that one mistake cost him, you know, when he when he fumbled that ball. But it was – they scored the touchdown right after that. Right. You know, so um, – but you got – if you're going to lose, you got to – you got to – if you think you're the, the best player around, you got to look like the best player. And Jalen Hurts definitely was the best player on the field that day. So, um, we, you know, it's just unfortunate that we do not have the um, commitment from the team to be better. It, maybe it's going to take another approach. It's going to take a different look. One of the greatest uh, coaching jobs ever was when the Lakers um, had Shaquille O'Neal and um, and Kobe Bryant. Shaquille O'Neal was considered to be the most dominant player in the league. And, but Shaquille O'Neal was out there acting. He was rapping. He was doing all kinds of crazy stuff, dancing, yeah, acting a fool. Yeah. And then, so they go out. They fired their coach that they had at the time, and they go out and they get Phil Jackson, who was, who was, you know, the the coach of the Bulls, the Michael Jordan's Bulls that, you know, won six uh, six championships. They go out and get Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson has um, Shaquille O'Neal come out to his house because um, Shaquille wanted to talk to Phil. Now, keep in mind, Phil Jackson, you know, if you've ever seen Phil, you know, he's not the – he. Phil was a weird guy. He really was. But he was one of these guys that did yoga and he chanted and all that kind of stuff. Phil Jackson lived in Montana <laughs> on a, on a, you know, like – a bunch of acres with a lake and everything. He's out there in the out there fishing. 
And Shaquille walks up on him and starts talking to him. And um, Shaquille said to him, I need, I want to be better. What do I have to do? And Phil told him, stop doing all that other stuff and just play basketball. Let me coach you. And Shaq, you know, now Shaq, you know, Shaq was a big kid. He always has been still a big kid. He was making all this money, doing all this other stuff. And Shaq said, he said, do you want to be the best player in the league? Shaq said, yes. He said, do you want to be a champion? Shaq said, yes. He said, well, you'll do whatever I tell you to from this point on. He told Shaq to get in the water, pick up this log in the in the middle of the water and with his clothes on. Shaq goes up and picks up the log, never asked a question. And from that point on, Phil was training him. At the end of the season, the MVP of the league, Shaquille O'Neal. At the end of the season, the world champion, the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what you have to do. You have to get somebody who's going to be able to get in the head of Joel and Bede and whoever else is going to be there, because we're not sure if um, James Harden is going to be there next season. He'd probably <laughs> right. be in some strip strip club in Houston somewhere. So, um, but anywhere, you know, so that makes all the difference in the world is who you have leading your team and what it takes in order to keep that team on top. Next year's team is probably going to look completely different from this year's team. And there's so many people, there's a lot of people that are pissed about the whole situation that they're ready to trade and be too. Get rid of him. Yeah. I'm so, sure. so, but anyway, I just wanted to put it out there, folks. Um, you know, it, it's been kind of interesting, you know, over the last six months of Philadelphia. We, it would have been nice to have one of these Titans breakthrough to be a winner. It would have been great. But unfortunately, it didn't happen as of yet, anyway. So, um, the Sixers, they had a decent season, but they didn't, they didn't put the crown on. And that's all that matters, you know, with, you know, it's the fourth largest basketball, uh, it's the fourth largest sports city in the United States. You got to have a champion at some point. It's been, you know, last championship before the Eagles broke through was 83. Wow. <laughs> you know, Damn. so. That should that that should tell you something right there. So, and it's not you know they've been competitive. They just haven't won. Yeah. So, so, but I that's I just wanted to put that out there, folks. Just letting you know uh, what I was thinking because there's been a lot of talk over the weekend since the since the game was played, and then with the firing of Doc um, Rivers today, it just says that the Sixers are looking to move in a different direction. We'll see what happens as it goes along. But, you know, I just wanted to make sure uh, I brought that up. Thank you, Leonard, for your participation in that. I, you know, the I mean, four words that you said. Okay. Uh, well, well, Dave, actually, I had a couple points. I had two questions. No, you that... did. You did. You did. Come on now. You did. Yeah, I know. I know. I had to give you credit. You did. You did very well this time around. Okay. All right. And moving on to our next story. Now, this is. This is something I always like to talk about. Now, Leonard, not so much Leonard because Leonard is not a big TV watcher. But it's interesting because, and this goes back to my childhood too, because 
Now, were you a bigger watcher of TV when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. Because what wasn't I okay. to do? Okay, so Family Matters was your favorite show. <laughs> um, I did like it. It wasn't a favorite, but yes, I, yeah, I watched okay. it. Okay, right. I'm just saying. What was your favorite show back then? By the way, <clears throat> so I used to like uh, Three's Company. I like um, what else? I like. Hold on, I don't even know what year we talking about, but I mean, I like Three's Company. I like Different Strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, Star Trek. Yes, that that was okay. my joint. Okay. Uh, I'm not even sure whatever the shows. Oh, I mean, the Cosby Show a little bit. Um, Different World a little bit. Now it's funny. The Black Show, you said a little bit. <laughs> you know. So Cosby Show, Different World. Yeah. Um, but Different Strokes. Honest, I mean, that was hold on, hold on. What, 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 uh, what show came on like right before or after Family Matters? I feel like I used to watch that too. Uh, was that Boy Meets World or something like that, or nah. or Full House or one of them? I'm I'm not sure. It was one it was because Family Matters came on on Fridays, right? Yep, yeah, it came it on Friday, Friday night. night that they came on. So it had to be one of those type shows, Boys Meet World or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, but anyway. The reason I brought this up because, of course, it is the you know um, season just ended. You know, of course, we got a big writer strike going on too right now, so um, which is real big. I, they don't know how long that's going to last. That, they said that could go for a little while, you know, because these guys are really upset right now. Um, but um, um, so, of course, this time of year is when uh, a lot of the main programming is on hiatus. And you find out if shows are going to be renewed or canceled or, you know, maybe kind of left in limbo. Um, so I just wanted to talk about some of the shows that are popular shows that might make it back or may not make it back. Um, it's really interesting. Have you heard all this craziness going on with the CW? No, I have not. Okay, do you watch any of the shows on the CW and like The Flash or any of that stuff? Or? Um, I I did watch The Flash. Batman. I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. Not Batman. Uh, okay. Um, what else? Superman. You watch Superman and Lois? No. Okay. Okay. All American. Um, I have, but I I actually watched well, that on streaming, not the CW directly. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh, CW is going. You know, ended up selling like a lot of its um, stock and everything. So matter of fact, they're, they're probably going to be, as you know it, they're probably going to not exist anymore. Um, a lot of channels have dropped them. And even though they have popular shows on those channels, on their channels, they're, they're working out some kind of deal where the shows can still be shown. But there's going to be a lot of areas that you – that you were used to being able to turn that cha- turn to that channel to see those shows that you won't be able to see them anymore. Um, so it's like they're just like, totally eliminating that channel, you know. So I thought that was interesting. So, but when you look at some of the more popular shows, um, um, 
you know, like Queen Latifah's show, The Equalizer, um, of course, will be renewed. Um, um, so you, you ever seen that? Uh, no, I have not. You know, she's supposed to be a takeoff of um, Denzel's character. So it's a female version of it. Right. Um, what else? Um, um, Abbott Elementary is going to be renewed. Um, 911. Now, this is interesting. 911 was on uh a uh was on Fox. It got canceled by Fox. This is the uh show that uh Angela Bassett. Bassett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then um ABC swooped in and said, Hey, we want it and they brought they're gonna be on ABC now. So they kept them. Abbott Elementary, like I said, American Idol will be back. Uh Celebrity, oh, you know what? Uh-huh, I forgot to do it. You know, there's a family from Delaware that's on Family Feud tonight. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I forgot I'm, to record it. I'm, I'm assuming a black family, white family. I think it's a black family. The last name was Fletcher. <laughs> not, not, not the what? sisters. Yeah. The older, older sisters. Hold on. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm not familiar with the older sisters. Oh, you're not. Oh, you talking about? Oh, you talking about uh, our buddies? Yeah, the the crew. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, the crew. Yeah. Um, this I think they they said one of the names was Barbara Ann Fletcher. Okay, doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, um, but I didn't get to see the picture, but I just know, and I meant to record it so I can see see who they were. Um, but anyway, um, but Family Feud. Uh, Channel Six. That's ABC. They, you know, they a lot of the shows that have been popular with them for a long time staying on. Uh, yeah, they actually kept the Wonder Years too. That's interesting. <laughs> the new version of the Wonder Years, right? The black version. Yeah, they canceled. Um, the Goldbergs got canceled. I like the Goldbergs. I thought that was a cute, cute show. Cute. Um, it was a cute day. Okay, all right. They they with yeah, the cute yeah, shows. Yeah. Well, you got to look. Have you ever seen the Goldberg? I have. Yeah, that's what I meant by cute. You know that made mm-hmm. because you know everything Philadelphia. You know they and they try to stay right on point with the time and era of it. You know, right? Um, oh, Dave, I'm looking but, at um, the thing now. It is the Fleshes. I see a net. I see Joan. I see. Um, so was them. Yeah, it is them. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. May sixteenth, Family Feud debut. See, see if they bring home what? the win. Oh, they, damn! You know that. This why I need to be on Facebook more often. <laughs> what? No, because um, uh, Annette had it on her page. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. in, in fact. In fact, they they're live right now streaming it. So, oh I'll, man, I'll, that figures. Yeah, see, Dave, if, if you had a computer, we could both watch it on our phone while we're doing it. But now, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know who wins. I meant to, 
that's so crazy because I meant to set the record. I meant to set the uh, thing last night to record it, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. Oh wow, they were my. You know, they were my neighbors. That's yeah, how, how I know them. Yeah. So, um, wow, that's too funny. Uh, I have to see if I can find it. It'll probably be on YouTube tomorrow or something, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, uh, I'll probably be able. I wonder if I can. I'll probably be able to go back and find it tomorrow anyway. Right. All right. Cool. Um, final season. Um, there were some new shows that were on that, you know, um, I know Nisi Nash had a new show, The Rookie Said. That was actually, that was kind of. That was kind of good. I like that. They said they're trying to make a determination on that. Um, let me see. Some of your shows, The Amazing Race, what else? Oh, yeah. That was uh, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that's being renewed. Um, all the FBI shows. Um, what else? Uh the neighborhood. I'm surprised that season six. I'm surprised that's that. Do you watch the neighborhood? No, I do not. You know what it is? Nope. That's Cedric the Entertainer show with um Ah uh, okay. Campbell. Oh, about, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um SWAT with um Shamar Moore mm-hmm. was being canceled and it got saved by um CBS. It was on another station and CBS swooped in and saved that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So but unfortunately when it did that, it canceled it caused a <laughs> brand new show that just started this year. A uh, ripple called, effect. Yeah, it called it called the ripple effect. A brand new show called East New York, which I really, really like, got canceled because they only had one spot. CBS only had one spot. And they went, they chose squat over the new show and they canceled the new show. It's kind of messed up there. um, The viewers, the listeners want to know, how are you able to watch all these shows? (laughs) How? Well, thank God for recording. But how are you still able to watch them, though? (laughs) Because there's moments that, you know, when the show's, aren't on that you can go back and and, re- and watch the recordings and that's what but, I do. But you can only watch so many shows at a time at a day I mean Dave tell, tell the truth you have two TVs Did I start this out by saying this goes back to my childhood remember <laughs> I told you about how this time of year especially when it comes to these type of shows I have certain shows that I watch on a regular basis I, and it's not that many, but I can tell you what they are. I watch All American. That just went on. Yeah, All American. I watched the nine one one show. I watched uh, the Chicago, all the Chicago PD and Fire and all that stuff. I watched that East New York. I watched the East Equalizer. Um, those are basically oh and um um oh Power. You know, so those are basically the shows that I watch. I record. I record those, though. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dave just named about six or seven shows he watched. And they're, <laughs> they're all on the CW. Lord forbid. Netflix. They are not on the CW. Why are you saying they're on the CW? Dave, you, they are you, not on the Dave, CW. You you just named six six shows that we just talked about. We were getting canceled or renewed. Well, they're getting renewed. 
All okay. of those, except for East New York, except for East New York, that's getting canceled. So after one season, so okay, you sound like a hater right now, man. I mean, yeah. you know, no, they, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious how you have time to watch those. Like, I'm, I, I swear you have like two or three TVs, and you just be a uh, multitasking. Well, I'm telling you, I just have, I just like, I'm, a, I'm a TV watcher. Always have been, man. I'm not like you. I. I'm a TV watcher. I'm a movie watcher. Every now and then, I'll find time to watch a movie. Have you watched the Have you watched Air yet? No, I have not. That you need to watch that. That's really good. Yeah, you really need to watch that. But see, this is how you get a lot of information. A lot of our shows, when you think about when we talk about some of the stuff that comes to the entertainment, especially when we do our Friday shows. It's because of the the knowledge that I gained from watching this type of stuff, man. <laughs> you should see the look on his face, people. You should see the look on his face. You know, yeah, so. yeah because Dave, Dave I, I I was over here thinking, um, uh, Dave versus Adhira Sanchez Perez, the uh, the eleven year old, <laughs> you know, um, Friday Night TV versus. Um, Industrial engineering, and go. Well, I wonder. I wonder if she even watched TV. I wonder, she probably know. may not even watch TV. Yeah, so, um, but it is what it is. So that's what I'm saying. But anyway, let me finish. Um, do you watch that All American Homecoming? Um, I have started. I've not finished. So I'm, I'm probably about yeah, two seasons especially- back. Yeah, okay. Especially since they um you know, they kinda of centered on the H B C U life, you know. Um now they, they said that's to be determined, so they're not sure if that's coming back yet. It might be a mid season replacement along with Superman and Lois. Um let's see. Family guy. You know this show has been on for twenty three seasons. I I believe it. And and if if I flip the channel I still watch it. Yeah, twenty three season. Bob's Burger, fifteen season. Um, wow, that's that's amazing to me. How long the Simpsons been on now? Like thirty thirty seasons. Thirty years. I remember. I remember watching the very first. Oh, here it is. Thirty six winner. Thirty six yeah. seasons. I, I remember watching the very first two, Tracy Allman show. Yep. 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 That's right. Remember, they were even drawn differently back then. Yeah, they Remember were. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, let's see. Uh, renewed for season. Okay. Oh, canceled. Okay. Uh, Fantasy Island was canceled. The Resident was canceled. Um, I like Fantasy Island too, by the way. I do watch that. Law and Order, Organized Crime. That was one of my favorite shows. It got canceled too. Oh no, it's be determined. That's what they said to be determined. Um Law and Order Twenty Three Seasons. Huh, renewed. Law and Order SVU twenty five seasons. It's hard to believe this these shows have been on this long. Yeah, I know. Um, try to see if there's anything that, um, yeah, nothing really earth shattering, shattering. 
There's a show called American Auto. That show is hilarious. You ever see it? American Auto? It comes on after um, Abbott Elementary. No, it's I'm the not. Show that comes on. Oh, okay, it comes on right after Ab- Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is the funniest show on TV. I mean, that show is hilarious, man. You know, so glad for it. So glad that they... And Grand Crew is that other show I was telling you about. <laughs> Yeah, with the black uh, ensemble. Yeah, have you I like watched? That. It? Yeah, I have. That's yeah, fine. it's funny. It's it's funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're trying to determine whether they're going to bring that back too. So I just wanted to put up some of this stuff because people that really watch TV they understand. You know, it's kind of a way of life when these when these lists come out because you get kind of attached to certain shows, and as you can see, I'm attached to certain shows. So, um, um. You know, so hopefully, you know, you, the shows that you like are still on, that you'll be able to see them next season. I remember when um, I was coming up and this time of year came out. Of course, we didn't have as many shows on as we do now. But you always, was, you know, back then you were wondering if they were going to bring good times back for another season or the Jeffersons <laughs> or, you know, those types of shows, you know. Right. And so when one of them got canceled, man, you kind of took it personally, man. You were like, Man, they took they they ended my show, man. You know that type of thing, you know. So, um, of course, with all the different streaming uh, streaming that you got now, there's so many uh, different things you have to be able to look at. So, I just wanted to put that out there and, and just say, you know, for you people who actually watch TV like I do, I mean, it's still it's still something that I do on a regular basis when I find the time to do it. Um, if you uh, have any objections to any objections to the shows that you find to be your favorite that you like that got canceled, let us know what they are, okay? And or let me know because Leonard, it doesn't matter. Um, so, all right. So with that being said, we're gonna move into Leonard's favorite part of the show, um, his favorite question. Now, and I actually just kept. Uh, I, I'm asking a simple question tonight when it comes to Dave's corner tonight. Because of where we are in the world today, with everything that's going on, Leonard, um, you know, shootings. Um, yeah, that was interesting. We came on the sh- we came on uh, Tuesday. It didn't have a mass shooting that we heard about today, right? Mm-hmm. And and Dave, yeah. I'm sure there was one we just didn't hear about it. We just didn't hear. I know. Usually we hear about it by this time, right? Um. But with everything that's going on with Corona, I mean, well, COVID, I'll say, but COVID and, and you know, all the shootings, politics, you know, there's a big election going on in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've been paying attention to all the different ads. Them people are ruthless with these ads these days, man. They, they just talk about everything. Um my question on Dave's corner today is where do you see the world in 20 years? And 20 years, you'll be around the age that I am now. I'll be 20 years older. <laughs> uh, you know, we already, you know, we know where we are now as far as technology, social media, so forth. What is your thought about what you see in 20 years? Um, pick a couple of areas that you want to focus on with this question. Um, so starting off, 
I believe very few people will be working from home. I mean, sorry, very. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you meant, I thought you meant the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very few people will actually be working at jobs. I feel that AI, technology, robotics, computers are going to be taking over a lot of the lower paying jobs, which I in turn think, I think the rich or the people with skills are going to be wealthier. The people with minimal skills are going to be poor. So the rich are going to get richer. The poor are going to get poorer. I think as far as black America, I think sports, entertainment, and music are going to rule the culture instead of education, culture. You know, I mean, I, you know, I think we can just see how things have gone where, you know, Dave, you know, when rap first came out, they were trying to ban it. You know, they called it gangster yeah. music and all that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we have rappers who are billionaires, rappers who are producing movies, you know, rappers who are owning record companies. We have rappers, you know, more more kids nowadays more know more about rappers and you know, athletes than they do than they do about black history and political figures and influential figures. So I think there's going to be a big culture shift where, um, you know, adding to that, you know, definitely um, getting good grades, going to college and working for a company is, is I, I feel like that's the thing of the past. I feel like everybody's going to be of a freelancer mindset everyone's got to be a independent entrepreneur you know everybody's really just going to be doing for themselves um let's see what else do i think um i mean those are the main things I, i i don't know you know i think it's scary i think um marriage is something that's going to take a decline because You know, social media tells people, specifically black people, that black men don't need black women and black women don't need black men. And, you know, women in general don't need a man to have kids and telling black men they can have as many women as they want. So as far as relationships and, and, you know, Dave, I actually feel bad for my kids um, because, like, I'm really curious you know, what they're seeing high school kids now think real relationships are. And, you know, when they grow up, you know, you know what those relationships, you know, will be. So um, I think technology, just to recap, I think technology will really take over. People with skills will survive. People with no, the little skills will not. And I think rap culture, rap music is going to kind of dominate society and I think uh, relationships are going to be very hard for people who are looking for a traditional relationship like their parents had. Wow. Still a lot there. And and actually very on point with a lot of the stuff that you said. Um, it's, yeah, it's, when I thought, when I, when I was thinking about this question, it, you know, just I'd seen a couple of things that kind of led me to ask that question. And, um, yeah, you're definitely right with everything that you're saying. Um, um, 
there's a there's a song that says um it's the way of the world that is is it's the change of the world as we know it, the changing of the world as we know it. We, we, you know, we already see it happening. You started out by talking about people, more people working from home. This is the most that people have worked from home than ever, than I could think of in my life. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, I'm sure. You know, yeah, you know, the pandemic, you know, when it was, something that we talked about prior to the pandemic, you know, all of us wanted to work from home unless, you know, like, unless we could um, become entrepreneurs like you and, and be able to do it that way. You know, you try to go to your boss and say, hey, can I work from home? I, You know, I could set up from home and do the same thing that I'm doing here. You know, they probably would have laughed at you and said, get out of here with that mess, right. man. But then to keep us working, they made it possible during the pandemic because they want they didn't want to lose out on working, you know, uh, people working. Um, we're definitely in a transitional period right now. Social media, AI, you know, you and I have done a few stories on AI stuff. And it's getting scary with the stuff that they're doing with AI. And before you know it, you know, um, what'd you call him? Um, Tony Stark in uh, one of the, in the, I think it was Iron Man 2 or 3, uh, um, was fooling around with robots that he was controlling. And he had one of them um, acting like it was him. And he was romancing um uh, pepper pot mm -hmm. <laughs> and and she realized it wasn't him you know it was just a robot that kind of stuff man i could see 20 years from now we'll have i robots in in yeah. our house <laughs> you know Dave, um, um, re real quick not to cut you off i just saw the story before i got on they were talking about ai girlfriends artificial intelligence girlfriends where they're kind of programmed like they have like a, a they're programmed with a thousand um, interactions where you can talk to them. It's almost be like a long distance relationship where you talk to someone every day, but that's yeah. what the AI girlfriend would be like. Someone you could talk to every day and, you know, they, they have emotions and they fall deeper in love and they cause a little bit of drama and all that. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But, you know, that's where we are, though. I mean, um, being of sound mind and judgment probably will be out the window in 20 years, man. You know, uh, we will be doing things out of necessity, you know, the necessity of having to need to do it. Um, not necessarily wanting to do it, but because we might have to. Driving a car with our hands. We already see it now. We're hands-free driving. You know, we'll be in the George Jetson era, you know, in 20 years, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, um, the um, educational-wise, I'm, I'm sure most of us are going to be homeschooling at that time um, or learning from home, um, not necessarily being in a brick-and-mortar building. Um, 
So 20 years is going to be here. And what about our, what about currency? What about, will, will there be any? I don't know. It, it may be that fingerprint, everything beyond our fingerprint. Or... There you go. Yeah. Or on a card, you know, where you, just, right. we're already tapping now. You imagine, you know, paying bills and everything that way. And, you know, you got one card that has all your money on it and you're just tapping here, tapping there and all that kind of stuff. Man. Um, buying modular homes that, you know, you can move around, you know, so easily, you know, you put, you put on the back, you hit a button, the thing folds up and you take it where you want it to go and hit a button and the thing just pops open and you just move in, you know, right. everything's right there. So it's it's interesting to to pay attention to, um, you know. Um, of course, you know our our language is ever changing with um, slang and everything. So we might even have a new way of talking to people in twenty years. So you know. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting question. So many different possibilities. So many different things to think about. And uh, you know, I like to know your thoughts, people that are listening, um, as to what you think. Uh, what you see in 20 years as far as the different things that um, could be happening in 20 years or be, um, or things that are going on in 20 years. So um, let us know what your thoughts are. You can always put it on newsandtrends.com or of course hit us up on our websites on Instagram and um, also Facebook, uh, or of course just reach out to me and Leonard and just let us know. Okay. Um, and that's our show for today. And we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. And we really appreciate each and every listener that we have. Um, Len, is there anything you want to add before we say goodnight to our listeners? No, I just want to wish everybody a great week and, uh, don't, don't let artificial intelligence and social media take over your life. Right. Right. That's true. Oh, and just wanted to say, I hope everyone, all our mothers out there had a wonderful Mother's Day uh, weekend. Um, you know, I don't, did we get to say Happy Mother's Day on Friday? We did. Did we say Happy Mother's Day? Yeah. Okay. So just wanted to make sure that, you know, we hope that everybody had a good Mother's Day weekend. And Father's Day is next month, people. Don't forget about us, okay? All right. Just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said, we're going to say good night. And we'll talk to you on Friday on the Weekend Roundup. Thank you again for listening. Good night. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.